0: hey y'all welcome to another episode of the podcast ashley we said we weren't gonna say or we didn't say a new no welcome to an episode if you're listening to this it is most likely very close to christmas it will be christmas because you know what you know what i'm gonna get this one up on time if you haven't been able to tell (laughs) <laughs> Been lacking on the whole like editing and like uploading thing for the last couple. It's weeks. all good. Uh and so uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um can I just say, I know we we typically do uh like a New Year's uh episode. Mm-hmm. This year has flown by it has actually like what the bloody fuck i'm not okay with it i don't know that's all i'm gonna say i don't know and and you know what it feels like everything that happened like 2020 all that good stuff. it feels like a lifetime like a- another lifetime yes yeah, right? it does. Like it, it almost feels like to me anyways, a different Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't feel because I feel like we've been in it for so long. Yeah. That it's just feels I don't want to say it feels like a different person, but I was like it's so long ago at this point, even though it's only been three two and a half years. I know. I was in thinking I was three quarters thinking, of a year. I was thinking, or I found myself thinking, like the past couple weeks, like things that we did during that time. You know, especially around this time, like Christmas, everybody was apart, right? And this is like the first actual, you know, like normal. Last year was somewhat normal, but like, yeah, like people are all in this year. Which honestly is great to see. Mm-hmm. Great to see. Um, okay, so I googled Ashley since we're doing Christmas now. I googled um, unique like traditions from around the world because okay, I like this kind of stuff. Um, so these are twenty unique Christmas traditions from around the world that may surprise you. Probably and will this is courtesy of country living because it's the first link on Google that was up there so there you we bring to you country living yeah okay so in Sweden they have something called the Yule goat okay yeah. the Yule goat has been a Swedish Christmas symbol dating back to ancient pagan festivals however in nineteen fifty six the tradition got a whole new life After someone came up with the idea to make a giant straw goat, now referred to as some a Swedish name, goat. Interesting. Yeah. It is forty two feet high, twenty-three feet wide, and weighs two point six tons. And it's constructed every year in the same spot. Huh. Yeah. It's interesting. No, in the Philippines, um, if you thought the United States went all out with Christmas decorations, you should see what the Philippines does. Every year, the city of San Fernando holds a giant lantern festival featuring dazzling lanterns. It's in, like, um, Filipino, but it gives, like, the English Mm -hmm. That symbolize the Star of Bethlehem. That sounds really pretty. Uh, It it looks beautiful. Each lantern consists of thousands of spinning lights that illuminate the night sky. The festival has made San Fernando the Christmas capital of the Philippines. Hmm. Yeah. In Japan, uh, although Christmas isn't a national holiday, that's very interesting. Um, In Japan, an estimated... Okay, hang on. Although Christmas isn't a national holiday in Japan, its citizens still find an interesting and delicious way to celebrate. Rather than gathering around the table for a turkey dinner, families head to their local KFC. We were talking about this. Where I don't remember why. I don't know. But, but we did talk about KFC in Japan. It started in 1974 after a widely successful marketing campaign. Called Kentucky for Christmas. Mm, okay. Okay, I did I did look up what you're reading, so I will I will jump in and help you read. Um so the next one is Iceland. Okay, so similar to the 12 days of Christmas in the US. I didn't know that that was a US thing. Iceland celebrates 13. Each night before Christmas, Icelandic children are visited by the 13 Yule lads. That's terrifying. (laughs) After placing their shoes by the windows, the little ones will head upstairs to bed. In the morning, they'll either have received candy, if they're good, or greeted with shoes full of rotten potatoes (laughs) if they're (laughs) bad. And you thought coal was a terrible gift? I wonder if that'd make their shoes smell bad. Probably. Yeah. (sighs) Uh let's see. In Finland, on Christmas morning, Finnish families traditionally eat a porridge made of rice and milk topped with cinnamon, milk, or butter. Actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. Whoever finds the almond placed inside one of the puddings wins. But some families cheat and hide a few almonds so that the kids don't get upset, huh? At the end of the day, it's customary to warm up in the sauna. It makes sense because it's cold. Yeah. New Zealand, because summer falls during Christmas time for Kiwis, a a number of their traditions center around a Barbie. Or grill where families and friends gather for a casual cookout of fresh seafood, meat, and seasonable vegetables. In all honesty, that sounds how I want to do Christmas. Yeah, me too. Uh, the New Zealand Christmas tree is the uh, Do you know how to pr- <laughs> A coastal species that blooms a bright red color in December, providing shade during the uh, sunny days as they sing carols in both English and mayo, Maori. Yeah, I think so. I might have sound that said that wrong, so I apologize. I will say that sounds fantastic, but, and I would definitely want to do Christmas that way, especially like the cookout part because I always find Christmas dinner so heavy with the. So do I. And the stuffing. As much as I love stuffing. And the turkey and the whatever, you know? And the ham and the everything. Yeah, just just yeah. And then there then you get to dessert and it's so much. So no, I love that. I think that's that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Okay, in Denmark <laughs> before Christianity came to the Danes, Christmas Day was a celebration of brighter days. YOL. As it occurred just before winter solstice. Today homes are decorated with Super, superstitious, superstitious characters called Nizer, who are believed to provide protection. On the evening of December twenty fourth, Danish families place their Christmas tree in the middle of the room and dance around it while singing carols. Probably where dancing around the Christmas tree came from, or maybe you know the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Martinin, Martinique Martinique yeah. Yeah. in the French Caribbean island of Martinique le La Ribote Ribot is a long standing tradition where families visit their neighbors during Advent and on New Year's Day bearing holiday food like yams Creole Boudin Creole and pork stew. They sing Christmas carols together into the early hours of the morning, adding their own Creole verses to traditional lyrics. That also sounds quite fun. Yeah. I like yams, so I could do that. I like how they stretch it out so long. Yeah. Right? And it, they make it more about, it sounds like they make it more about the relationships and the time with people rather than, yeah. you know, the gifts, right? Mm-hmm. I like that one. Okay, in Norway, the Christmas season called Julebord Board begins December 3rd, filling up local bars and restaurants throughout the month. Families celebrate Little Christmas on December 23rd. Each have their own ritual for the day that may include decorating the tree, making a gingerbread house, and eating hot rice pudding. Norway reminds me, remember in all the Hallmark movies where they're like, there's a prince. He's from this yeah. country from far from some some yeah. European country. Yeah, it yeah. reminds me of. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Ireland. The Irish leave a tall red candle in in a front in a front in a front window overnight. A welcoming symbol of warmth and shelter for the holiday season. I love that. Mm-hmm. Traditional Christmas fair in Ireland often includes homemade roast goose, vegetables, cranberry, and potatoes. I'm not gonna lie; that also sounds a little bit heavy. Yes, it does. Yes, yes. Okay, in Barbados, a Christmas table in Barbados isn't complete without a baked ham decorated with pineapple and sorrel glaze, a rum cake, and a jug jug. I'm curious to know what a jug jug is. Click on it. Oh, it says a dish inspired by Scottish influence on the island, combining pigeon peas, guinea flour, herb. It is believed to have its origin origin in the Scottish dish haggis. Okay, no, (laughs) no, no, thank you. Okay, uh, Poland. On Christmas Eve in Poland, many families share an unleav- unleavened religious wafer. Does that make sense? Wafer? Wafer. Yeah, I think it's a wafer, yeah. Uh, each person breaking off a of piece as they wish each other Merry Christmas. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Dinner may not begin until after the first star appears in the night sky, and traditionally an extra setting is left at the table should someone else show up uninvited. So, if you want to go to a place in Poland, there will be an extra seat at the table. That is what I got from that. There you go. Okay, the Netherlands. Um, Sinterklaas. I don't know if I said that right. Uh, it's the Dutch name for St. Nicholas. The man recognized by children by his long white beard, red cape, and red mitre. Uh, Kids put a shoe by the chimney or back door and wake up on Christmas morning to find treats like gingerbread man, marzipan, and chocolate letters inside. So that, so, okay, so they are celebrating the saints, the Catholic saints. Yeah. Okay, so Portugal and Brazil. So Brazilian and Portuguese families come together on Christmas Eve to eat dinner as late as 10 p.m., Then at exactly midnight, they exchange gifts, toast, and wish each other a Merry Christmas. Midnight Mass, Missa do Gallo, or Rooster Mass, is a chance to meet up with neighbors and extended family to wish them well for the holiday season. The service is often followed by fireworks in the town square. It's funny how, right, so they do, they exchange gifts at, Mm -hmm. they do a late dinner and then they exchange gifts. and like is it just interesting to see all of the different traditions i know that's why i like looking at this kind of stuff (laughs) okay austria alpine countries like austria have a legend that a devil-like creature called krampus joined joins their saint nicholas festivities on december 6th children are asked for a list of their good and bad deeds Good children are rewarded with sweets, apples, and nuts. And bad children worry what Krampus might bring them on Christmas morning. So what I took from that is I know where, like, Krampus comes from now. I Yeah. I remember hearing about Krampus, and now yeah. we know. Yeah, there you go. Stay away from Austria. Yeah. South Africa. While the traditions around South Africa vary by region and culture, most, most families come together for a cookout called... Braying on the holidays, marinated steaks and uh, sausages serve as the main course, followed by a customary dessert of mulva pudding served with a custard. Traditional fir Christmas trees are decorated with a variety of baubles, included hand-beaded African ornaments. Okay, Ukraine. Orthodox Christians make up nearly forty-nine percent of Ukraine's population. That's really high. They observe yeah. Christmas. Oh, they observe Christmas Day on January 7th by dressing in traditional garments and walking through town singing carols. A dish called kutia, made of cooked wheat mix with honey, ground poppy seeds, and sometimes nuts, is a popular Christmas Eve treat. Some families throw a spoonful of kutia at the ceiling. If it sticks, there will be a good harvest in the new year. Huh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mexico. All across Mexico, members of the church put on Shepherd's Place to retell the Christmas story. The Mexica- Mexican Christmas season begins early in December with less a religious march that reenacts the journey of Mary and Joseph. The vibrant red poinsettia flowers are also used in holiday arrangements for decoration throughout the country. Okay, Switzerland. Swiss families make their own advent calendars for the holiday season. These calendars are either given to children as a surprise or made together as a fun activity each day's bag reveals a new surprise or treat with the biggest gift on christmas eve we do that too we just buy it at walmart yeah uh el salvador central uh, central american countries like el salvador toast. Christmas with fireworks displays on December 24th and 25th. Children celebrate with smaller firecrackers called little volcanoes and little stars. While those who are a little older tend to prefer the larger varieties and Roman candles. It didn't talk anything about like I thought typically like the German tradition was to open presents. I thought it was christmas eve i thought probably these are unique christmas oh true no it's interesting Mm -hmm. it is yeah it is interesting i will say my i do remember the like the orthodox sorry i'm just trying to the orthodox christians like for, uh, from like the Ukraine, I do remember like the January 7th because I remember somebody that was, uh, from Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Or was from Ukrainian descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I know. I know. And I'm just looking. I just looked up german christmas traditions and they christmas is celebrated on christmas eve so i assume they would do their presents so you were right that was how when i was younger we would be like we need to open one present on christmas eve because we have german descent (laughs) and just because i we really wanted to okay yeah all right yes <laughs> a little bit of impulse control. It's okay, maybe a little bit. Um, no, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. Is there one that surprised you the most? <sighs> um. Now I close the web page, so you're Ashley. <laughs> um. You're putting me on the spot here. Um, I, I really like the the Martinique, the Saint Martinique um tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, just drag it out and just make it about relationships and connecting and right instead of with the consumerism of it all. But yeah. I like that one. How about you? In all well, honesty, I kinda wanna put a tall red candle in my my front window. Because I, you should for some for some reason I really I feel like I really connect with the Irish. Well, These good because Ireland. you're Irish. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I like the ones that are more about like the more about the connection, and a lot of them are. Yeah. I also like the the ireland one where it was like instead of the 12 days of christmas it's the 13th you know what just, you need if to do <laughs> if, what you need to gift yourself for christmas an ancestry dna test and you need to spit in a tube and find out what you're really made of so then you can implement all your new christmas traditions into your home mm. yeah yeah mm. They're on sale, I think. They're usually on sale around time. They usually are. I would highly suggest doing it. I know you've had an interesting experience with yours. You need you need to do it. Go think about it. Yeah. I'll send you the link. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like my text message last night? I'll honestly work worked till 30 last night and then I did see them but I didn't completely I... understand why you were sending them to me because trader okay so where are they on sale or something no but it's like a, it's a holiday thing right it jingle jangle okay so you want me to cross the border <laughs> to get a holiday trail mix that we could probably order online you can't order it online okay we could make it we probably could i just thought if he had nothing better to do so so if you're wondering what we're talking about i texted ashley last night because and i've heard of jingle jangle before but i saw it on instagram and i I googled where the closest trader joe's was and it turns out it's down by you just across the (laughs) border actually it does look pretty decent <laughs> so I texted Ashley I was like you should go get some jingle Jangle tomorrow if you have nothing there you. <laughs> uh, yeah no it does look it, lo- it looks decent yeah, it does I know yeah I like how you I like how you put do you know what Trader Joe's is like okay. that is your response to my question mark my question mark well, my thing was like you should go get this, and I was just like, "What are you talking about?" And then you put, "Do you know what Trader Joe's is?" Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also get sent me a map. Yeah, to show if you. Look how close it is. I'm like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm okay. Thank you for the for the detailed map though. So. You're, you're welcome. Don't don't say I never think of you. Um So we have I know when I realized it was Thursday I was like there's more episodes of Harry and Megan. I know. Uh so that's what I did Thursday. Um I Pardon? Okay, I did it too. <laughs> um it was I don't know it was definitely I found it very binge worthy of mm-hmm. like it was hard to stop watching yes yes I know I stayed up until 11 30 Thursday night I was like I need to go to bed I have to go to work tomorrow mm-hmm. so I finally shut it off but it was hard yeah yeah Okay, right, so I found um, it's on people.com Megan, Markle, and Prince Harry's Netflix docuseries 22 Major Revelations. And we've already kind of discussed some of this because we talked about it last week or on our last episode. Yeah. Um, so they met on Instagram. We already knew that. Which is kind of interesting. But again, a lot of people meet on social media sites. Yeah. So. Not all that revolting. Their first major time together was spent in Botswana. (laughs) Yep. Which again shows, right? Harry's, uh, and we had talked about this before, Harry's really connected to Africa. Yeah. And yeah, he kind of opened up there. Um. Doo-doo-doo. We talked about this on our last episode, but I really didn't know how I think I think it was on the, like the first three episodes, but Megan talked about how like her first time meeting Prince or no, maybe it was on the like the fourth one, but her first time meeting Kate and William, she was just like went to go give them a hug or something and she was like their uh how did she put it? Their the formality their, Yeah, their deme- their demeanor wasn't uh they weren't you know they weren't north american right yes they they were very stoic they were very um um serious right i just i question that in all the time that they had spent together there had never been any conversation about hey heads up they might be a little bit tight-lipped I don't. Know. There, you know what? There's a lot of um. I have watched. A, I was watching a lot of like um and reading a lot of news stories. We can we can just Gus. We can go through your list first. Come back to us. Okay. Apparently, according according to the docu series, the royal family was initially impressed by Meghan Markle when they first met her. Yeah, but had reservations regarding her career. But again, they've had negative um experiences with people coming into the royal family who were actresses before. Yeah. Example uh Wallace. What was her name Wallace? What was her first name? Um Uh <laughs> I can't remember her name? name. George? Yeah. Um Wallace Bowden, I think her name was. Okay. Um hang on. Um oh, for Pete's six. So that was Edward okay um he married wallace simpson wallace simpson yeah wallace simpson yes and she was an actress and the i think the thing there was she was divorced several times and that's why megan was also divorced that's a good point yes yes that is a good point yeah so, um, all right. Uh, they a point that they made or revelation was that Prince Harry coached Megan on dealing with the paparazzi. However, because initially she would smile, and it was said that that made the paparazzi not egg egg them on or like like she wanted the attention. Exactly. Yeah to be more stone faced. Yeah. Yeah. So um there was a lot of content of Meghan Markle's mom, uh Doria Ragland. Yep. Um, how she spoke out and what her experiences were and her perception of it, and her perception of the race issue. Um Um They talked about Megan choosing to wear new neutral hues so that she didn't stand out yeah however they did say that last week that they were there doing five engagements which i actually did note she was wearing like a lot of bright colors okay but what what are you talking about back in back in 2020 yeah yeah so that she said she actually says in the docuseries that she just said to hell with it and she just wore those colors. Yeah. Um, it, I will say that it, <laughs> um, so there was a comment made about people not being able to wear the same colors as the queen, people not mm-hmm. being to wear the same colors as other people, which is why she always chose neutral tones. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I don't know if this is like a, a thing, but there was a news article saying like because the royals had their christmas concert or whatever christmas yeah service this week and all of the women wore burgundy coats so i don't know like this article was like saying like you know get like getting back like not for like proving that point is wrong but i don't know Know. No, but they've said that though the they the, the weren't supposed to be wearing the same color as the queen. For I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, I Harry Prince Harry um talked about blocking many early memories of his mom. Um which again uh, he he said he had many early memory uh, memories of cameras chasing his family and his mother's tears and that it was just something that they just kind of uh, dealt with right and that it was yeah um there was uh, quite a few videos uh, montages of their kids Archie and Lily or Lilibet. Um Um... another revelation. Uh, Prince Harry shouldered the responsibility for Meghan Markle's estrangement from her father, uh, Thomas Markle, which was... I found that really interesting, not that point, but the whole, Like her writing a letter and then that getting into the daily mail. Yeah. I don't know. I just found that whole thing interesting. Yeah, and it shows the power of the paparazzi, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh... I don't know. It's not really a revelation. Megan went into a calm space on her wedding day. Whoa. Um, it's not really a revelation. Megan did at one point have suicidal thoughts. Megan or Prince Harry didn't like how he responded to it. But again, he came from a very institutional way of thinking. Prince Harry said his father uh, his his father's office leaked the couple's uh plan to move to Canada, which when it did come out, I think we were talking about it. No because we were podcasting at the time, right? No, yeah, we were. Yeah. And then we were just like, oh my God, they're moving. But the way that it was from their perception, they had been planning on this much before then. Not much and- before then, because there was an alternate plan. And we'll talk about it in a minute because we're going to get cut okay. off. Okay? all right and we're back so we were talking about their uh move to canada so their move to canada wasn't it was really a last minute plan because they they had planned to go to south africa and that's the one that got the approval from charles Mm -hmm. and from the queen if Mm -hmm. that hadn't gotten leaked and see i've seen this point i've seen this point on the internet i don't remember that coming up i might i probably am wrong but my thought would be is that he his office has a higher likelihood of leaking the location of the south africa plan if his office had leaked anything because that's the one that was finalized hmm Anyways. Yeah, but didn't that one also get leaked? It got leaked. But yeah. I I'm just saying it like I don't re- I don't remember and I, again, I'm probably wrong. I don't remember a mention of uh like a um an accusation that his office had leaked the Canada thing. Mhm. I'm saying the higher likelihood is, if right, if if my theory that I'm going on, which may or may not be correct, is right, the the greater theory is that the South Africa plan was leaked by his office Anyways, continue. Um Prince Harry says Prince William shouted at him during the Sangrium summit. So that is the meeting that they had with Prince Harry, um Prince William, Prince Charles and um the Queen. Yeah. So Which are you really surprised there was a screaming match? No because it's a family squabble right anyways no i'm not it was in all honesty i didn't i didn't know if that needed to be put in um again i understand that it's their perception i just i don't know what that's gonna add do you know what i mean yeah no um (laughs) I think it could have been said in a different way. Yeah. Of, we did meet. There's difference of opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's my perception. I really don't know what having that added is going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, his grandmother's gone. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Do um, you want me to share my thoughts? <laughs> sure. Um, I have many thoughts. Um, on this whole thing, but on this specific thing, I, you know, should have been included. Should not have been. You have to remember this was shot between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, right? <laughs> this was shot before the queen's death this was shot before they went back for the queen's funeral this was before right um so i mean he's allowed to have his feelings about it and william has his feelings about it and is william going to say anything no because their mantra is right never complain never explain um i think it it gave some good insight mm-hmm. right um, and while it may have given a good insight it also could be very damaging for the relationship going forward despite any progress that may have been made after the queen's death exactly which this whole since I'm on the topic this whole exercise right like how much progress is this going to erode i don't know right and that's just that's the sad part about it is that this is this is a family and i mean should this have been put out on one hand yes because it allows them to tell their story right mm-hmm. it, it allows them to kind of clear the air but on the other hand you're just drawing divisional lines even further um and the last episode in particular I didn't like I didn't think that a lot of what was in that episode actually needed to be included simply for the reason that you're just again you're going back to that drawing divisions and mm-hmm. <sighs> you know like yeah great your life is great in California awesome happy for you yeah but at the end of the day like this is a family thing we you like instead of like splashing it on the TV screen of you like you know biking down the coastline with your kid in the back saying mm-hmm. like this is I'm able to do all of these things here that I would never be able to do in the UK. Like maybe you should talk to your family. Maybe you should like. And I think, I think what he doesn't. I need to reword that. I think. He came from an extreme place of privilege. Yeah. There was some aspects where he was able to do things like that. Yes, was he under a lens? Absolutely. But just because he's now in the like California and Santa Santa Barbara, it doesn't mean he isn't in. Like he, he still had. He still has is probably paying for some kind of security. Yeah. Yeah. For so. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Um uh overall are you are you done with your article or are we? um they mentioned that um uh, Megan potentially had a miscarriage due to, due to her legal case, which again, um, uh, that's the first time I had heard that um. And then they just mentioned, and anytime, uh, he's gone over there, it's been really awkward. Which makes sense because you know, anytime you've seen pictures of him being over there, it looked awkward. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, and then Tyler Perry is Tyler Perry is Lily's godmother, godfather. See, in and interesting. One, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, you you know, I, I love Tyler Perry. Um, I think. And obviously he is allowed to have his opinions about kind of the royal family and whatnot. But the part in the last episode where he's like, if you guys need to do a christening over there, like I'll stay here and we can do a little private one and y'all can go so so those And I'm just like I found that really funny. Really, dude? Like, come on. Come on. Um, yeah. Anyways, overall, I found this, I found I really enjoyed learning about how they met their love story in the first like, first three episodes. Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting to learn about kind of um, the communication system and how Mm -hmm. the tabloids and the media prop up the royal family and the royal family prop up the tabloids and that Mm -hmm. like, Relationship. Um and how like some communications people will try to outdo other communication people within the family. Now, that point, I will say, on all of the like videos from like news agencies I've watched and whatnot, and articles I've read in the past 24 hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um every person, every journalist has um like dissuaded that point, like shot it down. Like that that actually exists. Now would they shoot it? Obviously they would shoot it down because they don't want. Yeah. Right. Um so does it even, want... does it not exist? The likelihood is it probably exists in, on some level. Maybe yeah. not to the full extent to what Harry is accusing of, but it would exist on some sort of level so um what else so the whole like megan not being prepared to meet like the queen and to have life inside the bubble and everything why wasn't she prepared i i i agree with you on that like at the end of the day i feel like I I understand. You, like, it's not like us where we're, like, we're part of the Commonwealth. We know who the royal family... Well, some of us do anyways as Canadians. Uh, We know who the royal family is. We understand some of the traditions. Obviously, I'm not over there or whatever. She grew up in California. She... Whatever. They, right? Americans live in a bubble sometimes. But I just... I feel like you feel like your boyfriend is a prince and his grandmother is the queen of a commonwealth. At no point was there like a question of what that would mean if that relationship continued or what traditions were or how to approach her or what a curtsy is right like that is what i question yeah right like yeah like i i don't know or like how to act in her presence or like what is appropriate yeah what is not appropriate yeah I don't know. I just think that if you're marrying into the royal family, the royal family should be providing some sort of... I feel like they do. Tutoring or something for you. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and if you guys can, if you're listening to this, and you can provide us more detail because you know, it's we're like royal watchers. Uh, let us know. Because, yeah, this is interesting yeah um the other thing i was gonna say was i saw a point made in one news article about her i think it was a video um they were talking about how megan couldn't deal with the paparazzi and how she um you know she was constantly like you know like they they had to get like it was like now or never sort of thing like it drove her to the point of having suicidal thoughts um and they've said that this problem has existed for centuries which or for years maybe not centuries decades Mm -hmm. at least which it has right you look at diana you look at uh, fergie even Kate yeah right every woman that has come in to the family has gone through this their point was though is that it can't change overnight, and that Megan's American attitude of like things should like happen on a dime, like right with mm-hmm. the snap of a finger, it doesn't work that way, right? It's much, it's a much slower process, yeah, right? Yeah, so I, I found that point kind of interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah, and I will say, right, like they. Kate was... Kate had 10 years. Not all, like, it wasn't all the time, like, in the public eye, but, like, she had a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I... I re and you know what? Like I said, this documentary, especially like the last episode and a half, I would say, did some damage to their relationships. I think. I, I, no, I agree. There are some things that I was like, mm, I don't know what that need to be in there. Uh, again, they were speaking from their perception. Um, and their experiences however there's so much um negative like there's it's so polarizing like a way like not in a good way towards them yeah um but i i will say like the fact that there have been like death threats and stuff towards them like that that again going right but every one of those people has and and you know what i think at the end of the day the thing that magnified this the most for them likely that didn't maybe happen to will and kate's And certainly wasn't an an impact on Diana, although the paparazzi were horrible to her. Mm -hmm. It's the presence of social media.
1: And And being
0: being able to say whatever you want to say without any kind of accountability. mm -hmm. Right? Like, in that documentary, they showed tweets. Hundreds, hundreds of tweets from people saying, like, I hope you die, or you are horrible a horrible person or whatever and right that opens up a greater discussion that we already know the impacts of social media Mm -hmm. and maybe the maybe the royal family wasn't modern enough at the time to actually look at it from that perspective and to Mm -hmm. give real support um but i will say I I think you know I I hope I hope that one day they will move back to Frogmore Cottage. Their kids will grow up with their cousins. The brothers will reunite. But um the royal family letting them walk away so easily and not you know how Harry Harry when they had the Sandringham summit, there was like a, a scale, like a a scale of options, right? So zero, you're fully out. Yeah, five, you're fully in. Two, three, four. Some he five. chose three. Um, them pushing them out, making them choose all or nothing, was a huge mistake, because. Mm-hmm. Megan I mean love her or hate her or whatever your thoughts are on her her and Harry could have offered so much to the to the institution to the comedy. yeah and I just I I, I personally don't understand it I don't and I and I get it I understand the fact that You have William and Catherine who are, you know, right there, the heir apparent and I I understand that and I understand the want to keep things smaller, right? I get all of that. However, there are many royals who live overseas. So it's not, I, I, I don't understand that aspect. Um, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I really don't. And when they were originally planning it, right, they had already approved them to go to Africa. Yeah. Or South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um... At least if they were in South Africa or Canada, they were in the Commonwealth. Now they're in America and right? They've kind of cut ties. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting watch. Again, I think it's going to be polarizing. Yeah. There's people that are going to have opinions on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just kind of... Yeah. 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 I've... I've... At the... There was... Apparently, they had reached out to the to to the institution for comment but apparently that never happened right so there's there's going to be yeah but i don't know um, i will say there has there have been a few articles in the past 24 hours that have said that king charles will extend an invitation to his coronation for them mm. so I don't know. And the question in my mind obviously once you sign a contract, it's very hard to cut that contract. Right? Very hard. Very hard to stop something. Did they have the option to stop? Mm-hmm did they have the option to maybe redo parts of it mm-hmm. right or did they choose or did they not, not choose choice at all i don't know i don't know i that's that's a good question yeah yeah just just looking at how things to the outside viewer to the person outside of the glass house looked after the queen's funeral or after the queen's death and through that week right and just just also not only that but in the past several months as they had kind of started to like you know Maybe rejoin each other a little bit more than they had in the past. Yeah. putting, Letting water flow under the bridge. So to say. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have, um, however, pre-ordered Harry's book. It comes out, I think, I don't know, early January sometime. So, I'm looking forward to that. Are reviews to come? yes indeed <laughs> I don't know if I'll actually order like a hard copy of it or like just an audio version or like an like just get it on like my yeah. I don't know what I'll do yeah on the iPad yeah, I might do that find it easier to read on there sometimes yeah yeah i don't know i might i might try and get the audio through like audible too, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have like the free 30 day thing right yeah mm-hmm. so that is a review of the harry and Meghan documentary docuseries yeah you know if you have any if you're listening to this and you have any thoughts you know it you know either way let us know you can uh dm us on the instagram at saturday night convos or if you have read the book revenge by tom bauer okay what is this book because you were talking about it when we were on the phone together and i have no idea what you're talking about give me a sec i can only type so quick with one finger um it is it's an explosive tell-all. Um Mary Hagan Mary Hagen. Mary, Harry, and the war between the Windsors. Um this instant number one internationally best-selling explosive tell-all. Again, this is being said by the Daily Express, London. Reveals the inside story about uh, Meghan Markle's journey from minor actress and attempted activist to the woman powerful enough to drive a wedge within the uh, British royal family. Hmm. Interesting. I'm looking it up on the library website right now to see if they have it. It was just published in October. Mm -hmm. okay says it's spectacular revelations the spectator says bombshell the daily daily mail says eye-popping i just put a hold on it (laughs) oh goodness and see yeah and like how much of this stuff is actually true that's what i mean that is what i mean (laughs) Yeah. But I think Tom Bauer. Didn't he write another book? I don't know. Probably. Rebel Prince. Mm. Ooh, they have it on audio through the library. Oh, I'm placing a hold oh my goodness anyways it should be a good read here I'm just going to look up what rebel Princess" is um Tom Bauer. Oh my God, what he did a book, Rebel Prince, which is on Charles. Oh really? Yes. Oh, that would be interesting. So you never know that. I have no idea who this Tom Bauer character is, but. Hmm. Well, you've got a lot of reading to do, don't you? <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, I don't need more books. <laughs> He, you know what? This guy's done a lot of different stories. He's got one on Simon Cowell. He's got one on Conrad Black. Um, he did one on the Holocaust. Mm. He's got a lot of titles, but for sure, this one shall be interesting. Well, we'll see. We'll really happy indeed. Um. So, since this is dropping on Christmas, mm-hmm. or the you know Christmas Eve, Christmas, do you have any Christmas plans? Uh, I, um. I am well. My family and I, I guess. <laughs> The three of us are getting together with. You'll include them in on it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, we're getting together with uh, our cousin, so our, mm-hmm. cousin, our cousin and her. Yeah. Sunday, um, on Christmas Eve, and then. Nice. Miss Day. We're going to my aunt's so my dad's sister, for dinner, which is nice, bad. and christmas eve i have to find an ugly i have to find an ugly like christmas sweater we're doing like ugly christmas sweaters. that's fun i know it is i uh, know i'd invite you but <laughs> it's a little bit of a drive but i appreciate the offer um but yeah uh what about you what are you doing um how many different meals uh, do you have this year ashley you know what? It's spread out this year. Oh! <laughs> it is. Um, Christmas Day, I, I I do have one meal that day. Uh, I have no idea what we're having. <laughs> this is a surprise. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> for a week. Um, and then the 23rd, I'm having one. So that's oh. next Friday. Nice. So... By the time this drops, I will already have had completed one Christmas. And then, um, and then another one I'm not having until like way after, just because my sister's working all through Christmas. So, okay. yes, I am not, which is exciting. Yay! I to have some relaxation through Christmas. Yay. And I. I'm not on call for my work. So that is also exciting. Double yay. 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 So yeah, it is a little bit calmer. There will be some, you know, just other stuff. But yeah, just a little bit calmer than other Christmases, which I am excited about. Sweet. Wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that is, I, I really don't have much planned. Yeah. Yeah, kind of nice, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to do wrapping and stuff still, but I've there's time for that. I think I I'm like ninety percent done my Christmas shopping after today. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I went to a you know the calendar store. Yeah, Calendar Club. Yeah, they had fifty percent off puzzles. So. Everybody's getting a puzzle for Christmas. That's great. I love yep. that. Yep. <laughs> awesome. People are getting multiple puzzles for Christmas. There you go. Joy of sales. Yep. It's <laughs> awesome. Yes, I did. So this is kind of funny. So I was trying to rack my brain about what to get the old man for Christmas. Okay. A puzzle. And he doesn't, He wouldn't do it. Okay. He wouldn't do it. Trust me. Um. He doesn't even read books that he gets for Christmas. But uh, unless I have pictures of them. God bless him. Um. Oh. Okay, so I've been trying to rack my brain. And um. so today, like, we have to clean up our house because we're having people over. And, like we usually go to my sister's house but she's like nah man like they're coming to your house this year because we've had our our fun and um so yeah so we actually have to clean our place we really haven't had people over since 2019 (laughs) yeah um so anyways so the stairs so my dog sheds a lot And the vacuum that we have, the main vacuum we have, the hose doesn't work, okay? Yeah. And so it's hard to do the stairs. Yeah. The stairs need to be vacuumed when people come over, otherwise there's going to be dog hair everywhere. And so today I told the old man, like, you need to vacuum the stairs. Like, you're bored, go vacuum the stairs. And so I saw him. We have, like, a robot vacuum cleaner, too. And he was trying to use the robot. To clean the stairs, and I was like, that won't work. So then I told him to get the shop back and use the shop back to clean the stairs. And guess what? It worked. It worked. <laughs> he was trying to use a robot. Right <laughs> yeah. And then we used the shop back. Um, but the funniest part is when he was done with the stairs with the shop back, he put the like um extension on and started to try and um clean the carpet with it. And I was like, you can use the normal vacuum, it's okay. But anyways, so he's getting a dustbuster for Christmas. So that he can um easily clean the nooks and crannies and stairs of his house. Oh my god, do you know what'd be a great gift? Do you have a do you guys have fans? Fans. Like I mean, ceiling fans? Yeah. Do you know those big Swiffer things that you can put on fans? Oh my god, you could just be like, go dust, and then you go dust all the fans. It would be great. We only have one fan. Okay, never mind. You don't need one. There you go. Get Bye. him a dust buster. It, I went and got it today. After I went to the mall and got everything else I needed. So I have got one person to buy for, one person to finish a gift for, and then I'm done. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh my god, that must have seared in your brain him trying to do the stairs with, with... The robot. Yeah. Yeah. And it being like, he was holding it and he was like, like guiding it <laughs> along the stair. <laughs> and it being like can't it trying to shut off every time because like it feels like it's falling. No, he was holding it. Yeah. Hey, A for effort. Yeah. I know. I... <laughs> anyway, so my Christmas shopping is almost. Hallelujah. My Christmas shopping with my son. So, uh, as I've talked about, my son is seven. And. I have previously taken him to different spots to go Christmas shopping. I've previously taken him to uh, church bazaars, which I found that that got pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh so I've then started taking him to Dollarama. And so this year we to, we did Dollar Tree. Yes. So Dollar Tree Canada, you're welcome. Yes. You're American, welcome. Our American listeners would be very familiar with Dollar Tree because Dollar Tree is American, and I have to say I love Dollar Tree, but more than Dollarama because everything's like a dollar yes. twenty-five or dollar Tree. yes, as opposed to like three, four, five, six. Even I've seen ten dollars at Dollarama before. I did see that when I was in there last, like the last time, which is just amazing to me. Yeah, did you know the Dollar? Call- it's actually owned by the Hell's Angels. Really yes. interesting. Yes, the things you don't know. I know. Um, so we went to Dollarama or Dollar Tree, and it was it was just a just an adventure. Um, he walks in, and my sister's with me, and he walks up to like the party supply aisle. And he, he goes, Grandpa would love this because my dad's birthday is in late December. And uh, so <laughs> my dad got a party hat, <laughs> which he absolutely wore. Yeah. It was great. Um, and he then proceeded to focus on getting brownie trays because he loves making brownies. <laughs> um. And then, so we had to like divert him back to like everybody else. <laughs> like, okay, we've got that gift. What else do we want to get? Oh, so did um, he actually get Grandpa brownie trays? He got him tins. Okay, <laughs> probably so he can bring brownies home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's very one sided in that gift gift buying. Um. So, uh, you got a lot of like like my brother and his papa, like a lot of like like tools, which is a very smart buy. He bought his papa like a flashlight. Uh, um and then my other sister, like again, we did this like I think two years ago. He bought a styrofoam ball. Like I- like a crafting <laughs> ball. <laughs> this year he bought her a paint set, like a paint your ornament set. Oh, okay and and a nightlight i was like look at this buddy she could use this and then he also in her bag also put uh like a squeaky toy for her dog i was like what about oh, okay um so yeah um and then he bought people mugs and that kind of stuff it was it was very like he was very thoughtful in his gifting this year. It was a step up from the four-year-old. Yes, who got, yes. Uh, roll a gift wrap for the grandparents and <laughs> a styrofoam ball and this. I think he got a cup, too, for people to share. That does sound familiar. And the garbage um, bags. Yes, the, and the garbage bags. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Um... So yeah, and then my sister kind of took him off, um, and did my gift shopping, and he went to the books because I like reading, and he went went to grab a Bible, and I love that.
1: <laughs> it wasn't an
0: actual. She was like, eh, "What about this one?" or like, "What about this?" Um. So yes, that is that is that adventure. He then wrapped everything. So like he then went and bought gift wrapping oh. to wrap it. Oh. However, like that would have been a lot of me wrapping. I was like, buddy, if you're gonna wrap it, you gotta wrap it. He but we did gift bags. Oh. Gift bags are like I feel like they were invented by parents. Um, <laughs> but he then gift bagged them all. And then he bought or I bought like for his school picture, I put I got magnets Mm. I don't know I think they're cute Um, and they were sitting on my table and he was like I'll go deal with these so he then put a magnet in each one of his bags (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know who these magnets are going to (laughs) so yeah that's funny Yeah, he's very into the Christmas spirit well, that's good. It is. It is. So yes, that is my shopping adventure. I encourage everybody to do it. Um, gives your kids autonomy over what what they're giving people. It lets them think about more than just receiving. Yeah, and it's yeah. cheap to do so. I I his Christmas shopping was twenty four dollars, including his roll of gift wrap, might- which I then I then reused. What? I said, I wish my uh, Christmas shopping was twenty four dollars. I know right <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome yeah <laughs> so yeah, that is my story. If you have fun stories about your kids shopping for other people, let us know. <laughs> uh, yeah, because honestly they I just the the um like they're so funny, but also just the world through a young child. Kids, yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing with us, Ashley. No problem. Okay, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and, you know, at the start, we talked about unique holiday traditions. I hope you, you know, if you don't have your own unique holiday traditions, we just gave you twenty unique ones to potentially find. You're welcome. Um, but uh, we hope you have um, a, a safe very and happy Merry Christmas. Yes, a very safe and happy holiday, and Merry Christmas! And uh, catch us back for our very fun. Um what's that called that we do at the very end of the new year uh new year episode yeah um as we count down to 2023 (laughs) i (laughs) know i can't even believe it i know that is so crazy oh my gosh all right y'all we'll catch you on the flip side bye bye guys